Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Welcome to the show from the Dominican Republic in the mountains where I freaking live. And it's the second recording, so I'm out of my mind. And so let's bring in Aubrey because Aubrey's out of her mind too. Ta da! Hello. Hello from Philadelphia. Philly. Philly, Philly. PA. It's a Philly thing. It's it a really Philly is. thing. It is. What is? It's a whole everything. Is, that's the that's the phrase in Philly right now. It's huge. It's a Philly thing. It's a Philly thing. Yeah, it's major. It's on T-shirts. It's everywhere. It's, it's just a that's Philly. That's a good thing. saying. Yeah. Yep. It's like when people climb up telephone poles at sporting events. Like it's just a Philly thing. It's just what happens. It's a Philly here. thing. Yeah. Like yeah. You can use it for anything. It's great. It it's works. bringing your city together. <laughs> this is one of the few things we have, Glenn. That's all we got. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it, you know. And I li- I like it because you know it's it's a little bit better because it wasn't like it didn't have to be spawned by from some tragedy, you know. Usually, exactly. like Boston, it's like you know what, what's the Boston one? I it's not coming to me for like Boston Brave. Is that what it is? Like it, I mean- there's. Because what it, it came out of the um, the Boston Marathon bombing. After that, they started making all these T-shirts and stuff like that. And, and it was kind of like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Boston Strong. I think that's what it is. Boston Strong. I think I like so. It. I mean. Yeah. yeah, good little. You yeah. know, hey, anything that's uplifting. You anything know? that's Uplifting, positive. bringing people together. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So. So cool. It's a Philly thing. It's a, it's a Dominican Republic thing. (laughs) Well, it can't be a Dominican Republic thing because it's a Philly thing. So it's a a DR thing. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to come up with something different for the DR. Really need to. It's uh, well over here at Tranquilo is the big word. Tranquilo, man. Tranquilo. What does that mean? Chill. Tranquil. Just relax. Wow. That's so, I have a friend over there now in Santa Domingo. Oh yeah, yeah. In the big city, Santo Domingo. Yeah, yeah. He loves it over there. Loves it. Yeah, this. I haven't been. I haven't been down there yet. Maybe a, I'm sure I will at some point. You just stay in your area. I know that's why you went there. Yeah, you know. Know what's ironic about me traveling? I find <laughs> out that I don't like traveling that much. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that you know i i just kind of came to that conclusion probably like six months ago i'm like i don't think i'm really that big of a traveler you know i never did it really when i was younger because i couldn't and then now that i did it's like i don't really enjoy the traveling per se like yeah. you know i like immersing myself in a different culture and i like living over here and all that stuff but I'm still kind of, yeah, I'm kind of a homebody, you know, yeah. most of the time. Right. And then I like, I like my excursions. I like going hiking or going to a waterfall, or, you know, whatever. And then coming home and sleeping in my bed. Yeah. I like that, you know. Yeah. The uprooting and living in suitcases. And be a lot. Yeah. Not, not a big fan of all that stuff. I like my, my just, I like my stuff, you know, I like my. <laughs> I like my safe haven. My home is always, maybe it's because of, you know, like how insane I was when I was younger. It was like my home was always my safe haven. Yeah. You know, like I moved out when I was 18 and, and got my apartment. And like that, like that apartment was like my identity. It was my, it was identity for half the town too. But like everybody came over to that apartment, <clears throat> you know, it was a big party apartment, but it was, it was like, I could stay home and party as, as opposed to going out all the time. Yeah. And, and back then I was drunk all the time. So I like going out too, but I could always come home to my safe haven. It became my safe haven. And ever since that, you know, it was mine. 
Yeah. And, and whatever transpired there was up to me. And I loved it, you know, and yeah. I, I think ever since then, it's always been like that. Even when I was still wild and crazy, like my home was always like nice, neat, calm. It was my, you know. Yeah. Your peace. Well, yeah. Yeah. My, my safe haven, my little. Yeah. I resonate my, with that a lot. My, my, tran- my tranquilo location. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do oh. it. So what are we talking about today? The no- the number 37? <laughs> well, there it is. See? I didn't even bring it up that time. I still I think that that counts. I think it counts. No, we're talking about uh, we're talking about the power shift that's that's starting to happen. You know, and you know, well, <laughs> I almost, I almost like projected into the future of like, like what, what we're going to talk about in the podcast. And I was like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> God only crazy. knows what's going to be talked about on this yeah. podcast. Um, so, you know, so like one, one example that I'm, I'm seeing is, is in the, the job market, you know, and this came up with two or three different people like last week, I think. It's the, the job market is a market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is why I, I love this example, because it's like a housing market. You know, it's a market. So if there's a like the housing market, everybody's familiar. Sometimes it's a buyer's market. Sometimes it's a seller's market. All markets are generally like that. They have that capability. Well, the job market is no different. It's just that it's always been an employee an employer's market, you know, for the last, mm-hmm. I don't know, couple hundred thousand years, yeah. you know, the boss was always in charge. Like they, they just had power over you and you had to do what they said. Um, now what, what transpired if you didn't do what they said has changed a lot over the years in, in the work environment and in school, but nonetheless, you had to do it was said, you know, years ago, they'd kill you if you didn't, you know, you know, and then here they might fire you and you and everybody, you know, feed off people's fear and go, Oh my God, I got fired. Oh no. Like I can't count how many times I got fired when I was drinking. That was a Tuesday, you know, (laughs) like whatever. I mean, (laughs) I'm a drunk. I can find a new job. Like surely you can. (laughs) Right. Right. So, you know, but like, it's, it's that, that, but they would feed off people's fear, you know, and in school, it's like, you know, they, they'd whack you with a freaking ruler years ago, you know, now they don't do that, but they make you sit in a room and in school suspension, <laughs> which I think I'd rather be hit with a ruler, yeah. but, but whatever it's, it's, it's started shifting and we've gotten to the point now, I think, you know, and the first time in, in possibly human history that that uh that dynamic is actually changing and mm-hmm. i think it's a precursor i think it's a symbol of what's happening in society you know and it's it, it's also a a symptom of what i've talked about for the last 10 15 years about the millennials and the job market you know everybody's <laughs> every I laugh at it because every generation has always done this. Every single my grandparents' generation thought my grand my parents were going to destroy the world. My great grandparents thought my grandparents were going to destroy the world. Like it's you know every generation thinks the next generation's stupid. It's ridiculous. Um, but the the millennials were really singled out in the job and market because they wanted things like a good wage. Hmm. Like they didn't want to struggle, you know, and of course people didn't see it this way. They're like, Oh, they just, they just want everything without working for it. That's not how it works. It's like, so, okay, well let, you know, yeah. If you phrase it that way, but let's phrase it another way, you know, they would like, if they're going to go in and make money, 
for a company with a CEO that's making $150 million a year, they would like to be able to go in, bust their ass for eight hours a day and be able to actually afford a one bedroom apartment Hmm. and maybe a simple car payment and food. That's what they're really asking for. They would like to be able to go on, have three, four, five weeks of vacation. If they're busting ass, making millions of dollars for a company, Mm -hmm. they think that they should actually be able to enjoy their lives. What audacity these ignorant sons of bitches have. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and like, this is, you know, I talked in the last podcast about, about, slowing down and thinking about things and that's what i did with the millennial things i I just slowed down i actually did some research on millennials because i've always had kind of a business mind and i understood that millennials were the biggest group in the population since the baby boomers that were controlling the market and 20 years ago the advertising and stuff was already starting to cater to them with the bigger companies because they knew that they were going to be controlling the market moving forward. And so when I learned that, I started studying the millennials. What do they want? What are they asking for? What, t- what, what jives with their personality? So when I started looking into this stuff, I was, and I, I thought about it and I'm like, they just want to have a decent life. And we're saying, my generation is saying you shouldn't. You, sh- you shouldn't be able to live a decent life until you've worked 10 or 20 years for a company and put in your dues. Like what, what if, what if we gave them what they want? Well, just say hypothetically, what if you could just go and actually create a good life for yourself by working and making a company millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars, trillions of dollars these days. Like, why shouldn't we, why shouldn't the bottom level workers, the entry level workers, why shouldn't they be able to have a decent lifestyle? Why is it necessary that we live in a world where unless you have 20 years of experience, you have to suffer and struggle? Like, you know, it just doesn't make sense. So it's like, so this is what's happening. And what's beautiful is the millennials have been in the job market for a while. And guess what's changing? The job market. Yeah. And guess who we can thank? The millennials. (laughs) You know? So, and and it's not, you know, it's not just the millennials. It's the spiritual shift that's happening that the millennials are a part of. Absolutely. You know? So this spiritual shift that's happening is a shift of power dynamic. And COVID was a big help for that, you know, because people get frustrated. I mean, they even came up with a term a little while ago. So many people were quitting their jobs because of COVID for one reason or another, like either like them saying that you need to get the the jab or the the vaccine. I couldn't even think of the word vaccine. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like injection jab. (laughs) Yeah. The vaccine. So like some people wouldn't get the vaccine or some people were so stressed out, like a lot of the nurses and stuff that they ended up quitting. So many people were quitting their jobs that they actually came up with a term. So like, that you know that that helped that helped you know so here we are now and it's affecting the job market and we're we're coming to a place like um one one person i know that does like nursing did a um got like a like a a big bonus to to just sign a contract saying she would work for them for a year yeah yeah i'm definitely staying for a year yeah, mm-hmm. they'll they'll give like ten thousand dollars signing bonuses and stuff. Yeah, people were getting paid. I mean, just the compensation to actually come work. Yeah, hey, you want to actually come work? We're gonna give you so much more because no one else. It's just, I mean, it's supply and demand. You know, right? And it's the same thing. Yeah, Scarce and the millennials power. are like, yeah, I don't, I, I know I'm okay. I don't really need to struggle and suffer into your system. You know, where it's, you know, like my son's in the, in, in the, in the working world, you know, at 22 
And yeah. it's like, you know, at first you start making some serious jack, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, just 15, $18 an hour when you're a kid yeah, and you never worked full time before. And like, you don't have any bills, that stuff starts rolling. And, yeah. and if you're smart with it, like my son was like, you can save lots of money and it's right. exciting, you know? And then all of a sudden life starts coming and you start expanding as an adult and you go, Oh, I, you know, I'm thinking I want my own place. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You go look at a one bedroom apartment. You know, now they're like $1,200. Yeah. You know, like conservatively. I mean, some places they're 14, 15, $1,600. Yeah. I mean, in Philadelphia over here, it's insane. It's insane. And before COVID, before COVID, they were the, the cheapest one fine in a decent area and it wasn't even a great place it was just most likely safe right um you know that was a thousand dollars pre-covid you know so now it's like 12 1300 that's just for one better that's just for rent that's not including internet electricity your cell phone bill your a car payment, if you get a car payment, you know, so it's what happens is you start getting pigeonholed and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, you're making $25 an hour. And if you want to just be able to support yourself, just have an apartment, a car and food and not save anything, just live. Then, you know, that that's it. You're, you're done. Like that's the trap, you know? And over here in the DR, it's the same thing. It's like over here that I think the average wage is between 250 and $350 a month. Wow. Which is us, you know? So that's, it's a lot lower. There's a lot less money. There's a lot more poverty over here, but like the, if you know, the people make 250, well, they might be paying 150 in rent. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's nothing like a one bedroom apartment in the United States. It's a shack with no, you know, no hot water and yeah, maybe electricity, <clears throat> you know, so that, but they're paying a hundred and 150 bucks a month and then trying to feed their family. You know, it's, it's, and so it's a trap here. And some, some of the people over here think like, Oh, the United States, like you, you can make, you know, you, to, you know, if we if I make three hundred dollars a month here, I can make three thousand dollars a month in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, that's you you can, but it's going to cost you three grand just to live, right? You know, it is. So that's yep that that's the trap. And what's happening now is we're starting to break out of that because it's you know the the solution is built into the problem. Yeah, and greed doesn't know the term enough Mm. so it just keeps going more taking more taking more taking more taking more and then now people can't afford to live on what's being paid so they're just like okay i just won't i just won't work you know i can collect on unemployment and scrape by why bother I'll, I'll go on government assistance and scrape by like why bust my ass yeah. while they're making, you know, $150 million a year. Yeah. And I'm, I'm over here up. busting my ass in a trap that I can never get out of. Yeah. So it's failing, you know, that the model is failing in society, which is a beautiful thing. It you is. know, that's the, it's a, the, the problem is, is when it's still going. <laughs> When it's failing, this is beautiful. So now the power is shifting and we can see it in the job market. Now, all of a sudden, instead of an employer market where we have an employee market where the employee is more in control. Mm Yeah. It's supply and demand. Yeah. Yeah. And like and and all the people, you know, (laughs) I just had this like visual flash of people like my age and, and older that are that are like the bosses that that have been bitching about the millennials for the last 20 years mm-hmm. <laughs> refusing to open their minds and see reality you know yeah. and they, 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 they're like so frustrated because 
like they've been walking around for 20 years going, this is not how life is. It doesn't work this way. They don't understand. They're wrong. They're idiots. They're going to they're going to get donkey kicked by life and then they'll learn. Yep. Right. That's what they've been saying for the last 20 years. And then here we are. We're finding out that they were right the whole time. And it's a good thing for society that they're right. And they're actually helping society go in a direction where maybe the 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 president, the CEO makes 100 million instead of 150 million. And people can actually go on vacation once a year, like, right? yeah. you know, and yep. feed their families like, wow, what a concept. You know, thank you, millennials. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> thank you, all this stuff that's inducing this change. And they're just like, <laughs> yeah, all that contrast. Yeah, and they'll 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 like give you know they they they're not going to change. They're going to be kicking and screaming all the way to the grave. So they you know yeah. half of them you know especially the ones that are in the the boss positions because yeah. it's the whole hierarchy mentality that they bought into. Right. And probably worked their way up many years to get to where they are. And then all of a sudden the whole dynamic is folding like a house of cards and they don't know what that they're like. Their whole basis on reality is just shattering, you know, which has to be very upsetting for them. Yeah. And I think it's important, you know, like I think that people stick to their own rules they make within themselves and then they're bumping up against it. Like if you can't be flexible, It'll mm. like if something's not flexible and you bend it, it breaks. Yeah. And the beauty, the, the beauty, you know, you, you can't make this stuff up, man. It's, it's freaking magic the way the universe works. It's like, you got the millennials, you, you got the, you got COVID, you got the change happening and you've got, and we're also at a point in history where we've studied everything. Like I noticed this like 15 years ago, we studied so much stuff because that's how we are. We're just, we're, we're still in the, the uh, I think in a self-esteem prophecy, they called it like the science mentality where it's like, we want to understand the world where within um, through a scientific process, like, you know, breaking it down and understanding it. So we research everything, you mm -hmm. know, and we've researched production and, and, you know, getting more out of people and, you know, growth and in, in the job industries and all so much that we ran out of stuff to study. So they finally started studying happiness. Yeah. And they started, under, they started studying flexibility and they started learning what you just said. Like, if you don't, if you don't flex, if you're not capable of going with the times, you're going to, you're going to fail. It's going yeah. to fold and you're going to lose. Right. So you, so now they have, you know, like spiritual people just kind of know this because we look at a tree outside and we go, you know, what's interesting. That thing sways with the wind, but it's got deep roots and it never breaks. I think that's a lesson. Maybe that's how I should live. And then, you know, and then somebody goes and spends $150 million of governmental money to study flexibility and finds out the same thing. Right. You know? right. So, <laughs> So they studied flexibility, they studied happiness, and they found out that just being in alignment, you know, like treating people well makes them perform better. Mm. <clears throat> Amazing concept. Mind-blowing. Really? Great. Like if people are happy, they work harder. If they feel valued, their production goes up. <gasps> wow. Earth-shattering concepts. But they needed to prove it scientifically because they weren't willing to break away from the old way of thinking but so now now it's proven so now science is backing what the millennials are saying and ushering yeah. in mm -hmm. and the this is why the change is inevitable this is why this is why i don't get all freaked out with all the problems in the world yeah because everything that is falling apart sucks yeah sucks anyway yeah so why, why cry about it breaking apart it needs to yeah the old way sucks Glenn Ambrose. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn Ambrose. Yes. Everything falling apart sucks. So yep. let it. Yep. Don't run around picking up pieces trying to save it. What you do is you take your attention off what's falling apart and yep. let it. And just don't don't even you don't even have to watch it fall apart unless you want to get a laugh every once in a while. But yeah. but you can just ignore that, starve that, 
and then feed the new paradigm. Feed what you would like to create. Feed a society where people have the bare minimum to live quality lives mm -hmm. by going to work and busting their ass. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a right. concept. You and know? I think a big, like a big disconnect. Um, you know, I, I am a millennial just don't tell anyone, but yeah. What? Oh, I know. Crazy. I know. <laughs> Crazy concept. Um, but uh, just speaking from my experience and just what I've noticed, um, I think that my generation as a whole, too, just recognizes that in the workplace, the old way was trying to motivate with fear. You know, and, and by motivate, yes. I, mean, I mean, like, force you, funnel you into doing what the other person wants by scaring you, really. That's all I mean. And, and you know, threats and... I think that the difference with this generation, that was my doorbell. Everything's fine. It's, it's fine. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, right. But I think that the difference uh, with my generation is just that, like, it it doesn't motivate us. You know, the, the fear aspect of it, and it doesn't, right. it doesn't make you want to work harder. It actually uh, goes in the opposite direction. And you're just like, I'm not dealing with this. I don't mean that as like a broad, a broad brush as a generation as a whole. Like there's a lot of people like you, you know, that are exceptions to the rule of your generation where I know you're not, you're the same way. It's the right. same mindset though. People aren't, they're just like, I'm not going to let my life run by, be ran by fear. And if you're going to threaten me and if you're going to like, you know, try and force me into doing something uh, versus motivating with love, you know, it, it's not. Yeah to produce the same result and that that's you know this is what's so beautiful about this is is that's that's exactly it you know so so it's like you know i talk about this spiritual shift that's happening on the planet and i know half the people think i'm full of crap and and it, or they probably don't think i'm full of crap they probably go oh that's a nice thought but no it's like literally happening it's yeah. literally happening and i see it all the time in all different ways all over the world it's like, and you know, if you start looking for it, you'll start seeing it. And instead, you know, a lot of people are just paying attention to what's falling apart. Yeah. So they're just, you know, because that's what's on the news and that's what's fed into the social media and what's fed into everything else online. You know, they, they just pump that stuff out there. Like, I don't take what's pumped because I don't like it's, it's there. I'm aware of it. Like, because right. it's pumped so much. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I'm aware of, of the what they want me to see. But, like, if I get curious about something, I research it on my own. Like, I'll actually search, you know, specific things. And then the information pops up right there. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah it's right there. It's like, yeah. yeah, this isn't on, you know, they're not advertising it because they don't want to advertise it. Mm -hmm. they, everybody that has the money and the power, how, how did they get the money and the power? Right. Through fear. Mm -hmm. so they, they don't want you hearing things that aren't fear-based. Mm -hmm. How is that going to benefit them? Yeah. You know, it's not. So they, they suppress it. And, and, it's not, and it's not like if. Like I've literally been censored myself. You know, like I've seen it. I, I have... You know, I'm on social media for my business. So I have seen what happens when you talk about spirituality. Boom, gone. Like it, people don't see it. Oh, and the, um, I know what you're, you're talking yeah, about. The, the log, log, logarithms and stuff. Like they, they'll just, they kick stuff out that has certain things. Bless you. Thank you. There's a lot going on over here. It's a lot going on. <laughs> There's just like a lot. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, you know, so so it's. <laughs> I just got caught up with the lot going. You just made me laugh. Now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the hell was I saying? Um. We're talking about how uh, social media and Facebook kind of filter oh, yeah. out with the algorithm. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, when, when COVID hit, you know, I, I I shared that I had taken Cambo over here, which is, 
you know, frog medicine, which is an immune system booster. Mm -hmm. I talk about it on social media and somebody's like, Hey, like, wow, you know, that's interesting. How can I find out more? I go to post videos explaining what Cambo does. It gets blocked. I can't even post it. So I'm like, Oh, I'll message. I'll send it to them in a message. I can't, it's blocked. They're, they're blocking natural immune system boosters. Unreal. Why? Because they don't want people, you know, like, and, and let's, let's just say for the sake of argument that you don't believe me. Somebody, Oh, come on, Glenn. Okay. Well, so all the, all the stuff that went out during COVID Show me the articles and the posts that anybody put out that's in charge that said anything about caring for your immune system in any way, shape, or form. Thank you. Eating vegetables. Oh, uh, going going out and getting sunlight. It was so frustrating. We, anything. Yeah. I mean, the closest to be, the closest was learning how to wash your hands, I think. <laughs> I think that was probably the closest. It's the yeah. happy birthday song. You got to wash them to the happy birthday. And they were, they were doing that before COVID. Yeah. I remember was I was, I walked into, I, I had a job before. Well, this was probably like 14 years ago or something. Mm -hmm. And I had this job and I went into the bathroom and it was literally a sign explaining how to wash your hands. And like the, the length of the birthday song and, and all this stuff and, and wow. you know, first water and then soap and wow. then like the whole breakdown. And I was like, oh, my God, like, yeah. I, I, you know, I think I was like 40 at the time or something. Wow. And I'm like, like, there's literally a sign teaching people how to wash their hands in a workspace. It Listen, like what does this world come to? Like it's funny. Oh. Um, after after everything with that, the hand washing thing stuck, and it's funny. I have um, I have an Apple Watch, right? And uh, when I wash my hands, my watch detects that I'm washing my hands, and it does a countdown. It does a countdown. And <laughs> listen, it's oh, crazy. Yeah. It's, I can't. It times it, and when I I wash my hands and I stop before the timer's up, it's like, no, like, keep going. Like you didn't finish. And when I finish it, oh it starts vibrating and it shoots off these like things. And it's like, I would have to, it. I would have to delete like, that or like, shatter the watch. Right. And like, I thought it was done, you know, but now it's just like, I want it to tell me I did a great job. Um, and this is like the problem yeah. because now I don't even care. I just like, I'm like, Oh, like I didn't get it. And then I got it. I just, you know? I want the positive reinforcement right. from my and watch. <laughs> Oh my and god! It's, it's just so funny. Like, all right, this is your homework assignment. You have to delete that. You have to. I have to get rid of that. Somehow. You have to delete that part. I don't off even your know watch. how it got there, Glenn. Because it's turning know. you into a cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's oh, it's really. But but it's but the the information is censored. Yeah. Anything sure. that goes against, and all they have to do is, is say it's for your safety. It's for your safety. Oh, well, it's for my safety. Well, then strip right. all my freedoms then. Right. Well, you know, like what when I was young, like freedom of speech was a big thing. Like in the 70s and stuff, it was like freedom of speech. Like people were like, you know, and, and like the military and stuff. People in the military were like, like we fought for your freedom of speech. I don't give a crap what you say. I fought for you for the right for you to say it. And then now here we are, you know, 30, 40 years later, and it's like freedom of speech. Well, yeah, but he said something that we disagree with. Oh, oh, I didn't realize. Oh, so, so you, the government has a narrative and this goes against that narrative. Oh, well, then censor the hell out of it. Yes, absolutely. Because it's for my safety. Oh, well, they, they care about me. They love, well, you know, I'm not going to look at the, the 150 million things that they've done to fuck society over the last 200 years. I'll just disregard that. And, and I'll just assume that when they say they care about me and my safety, then they're probably, they probably do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, it's, uh, it's and, then, and then people go, you don't believe in science? It's got nothing to do with science. 
Yeah. The, the, you know, the information is funneled. So, but th that, that's what's wrong. You know, this podcast is more about what's right. And that, you know, that, that we're seeing all this stuff and the power dynamics. So like to, 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 to stand up to the levels of power that there are now in the world, we're not going to do that tomorrow afternoon. Mm -hmm. It's too big. It's too big of a, a stand. It's going to take time for us to believe in ourselves to be able to do it. You know, that's all. All social change has come on a grassroots level. You know, when slavery ended, it wasn't because Abraham Lincoln decided to, to you know, to go to war. It was, that, that was a result of the collective consciousness of the people in the United States. There was enough people in the United States that were like, I think this is, I think slavery is, is wrong. Like, I, I think it's just, I think it's just wrong. Like we've been living around these people and they're like people. They're not like, they're, they're not, we're not supposed to enslave other human beings. Like this is just wrong. And when, when enough people's minds, because sadly enough, prior to that, the mass consciousness actually thought that that was appropriate. You know, how that, how that happened. I have, I have no idea, but I wasn't alive back then uh, that I can remember. So, so, you know, over time, what happens is, is people start shifting their consciousness and that's what's happening now. So, you know, so this is what's happening in the work environment. The, you know, the work environment is just one of the places where people's minds are shifting and going, oh, wait, OK, so I should be able to live a decent, happy life if I bust my butt every day and I shouldn't be a slave to the system. Oh, OK, cool. And then and so and it's and it's actually happening. And then as this happens more and more and more over who knows, one year, two years, five years, you know, as this happens more and more, more people in the collective are going to go, yeah, this, this is how it should be. And the reason that we changed it isn't because we fought everybody. We didn't bring guns into the workplace. Well, some people did, but that didn't change anything. Like <laughs> what the way we changed everything was simply by just standing up and going, no, collectively no you have to treat me better we're just not going to put up with this we're just it's it's just going to be a hard no you know and then things change so when we do it in a work environment all of a sudden people's minds start expanding and go oh my god this is actually possible yes it is possible and then we do it in other areas and then you know and people start moving around the world and going oh my god like we can just pick up and move we can go off grid we can actually go off. Do you know in Florida years ago, like I want to say like 15, 20 years, maybe 15, 20 years ago or something. Some guy got out of the military, bought some land in Florida and put like solar panels and, and his own water system out there and stuff. And he called up to cancel his electric. And they were like, yeah, you, you can't do that. It's like, what, what are you talking about? I fought for this country. It's a free country. I bought my land. I don't need your electricity. They're like, yeah, you, you can't do that. You have to be on the grid. And it turned into this huge core battle. Like they, and they, they, they were threatening and almost took his land from him. Like th this is the type, like this is the type of reality that we're living. Like you can't buy a piece of land and just, not be a consumer. If you aren't feeding the system money, they say uh, that's against the law. You, you, you can't do that. That's a system that we're in. This is how whacked it is. And so many people are used to the day-to-day -day conveniences of these things. And they just think that's the way it is going into debt and 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 just being a part of the, you know, getting electricity and and ha handling the 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 hikes in prices and all this stuff and complaining about it with their friends. Some like we're getting to the point where people are getting off grid and they're going, no, screw you. And more people are going to do it. See, this is how the system is falling apart by creating a paradigm 
by going, no, you can't control me. Yeah. This is my land. You can't have it. Mm -hmm. And I am going to cut off my electricity and you can't make me pay you for something that I don't need. And I'm going to set up a rain catch system and I'm not going to pay for your water because I don't need your water. Like, (laughs) you know, this is so as we do this stuff, this is how the world changes. So it doesn't like I said, it doesn't change by us running in and going, you know, on the White House lawn standing in a group it changes by us creating new paradigms that doesn't feed the system and and if we are within the system go no i'm not playing by your rules it doesn't work for me it doesn't work for any of us and none of us are doing it that's how it's going to change you know and it is it's happening all over the world in all different areas, you know, more people are moving over to the DR, buying land over here and creating off system grids. Mm-hmm. You know why? So more people can come over that want to live like this. And it's not just the DR, it's happening in all kinds of secondary countries out there. The expat movement is gigantic, you know, and, and working online is helping it. We can work from anywhere nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yeah. You know, so this is uncovered a lot of like blind spots. You know, this paradigm is opening up what wasn't possible or didn't seem possible. Yeah, this is and in what's funny with you know, I you know, I believe nothing is good or bad, it just is, Mm -hmm. and it's up to us if we want to use it as an opportunity or see it as a problem, you know. And as soon as COVID started coming, I started meditating and was like, okay, what. I could just, I was like, this is big. Like something big is happening. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to entail, but it's big. And everything mm-hmm. is energy. So it's like a big wave of energy. Yeah. So, you know, I, per, you know, at first I just wanted to figure out what I was supposed to do. You know. Right. <laughs> so, so it was like, you know, I kept meditating, kept getting international travel and community. So that's what I did. I traveled internationally and ended up in a community, spiritual community up in the mountains. So that's what I did. But but the point is, is that it's a wave of energy. So if you ride that wave, it's going to be a hell of a ride. And mine was. Yeah. But if you don't, if you fight against it, you're going to get wiped out. It's too powerful. It's too big. You know, and that's exactly what happened. So now we look and, and the whole, you know, now we're starting to see the benefits that are coming out of COVID. Because, you know, people are working from home. It gives people a lot more freedom to live wherever they want to live, cut back on their expenses. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think that it's shifted in um, understanding a value of time over money, you know, because because time is just something we can never get back. You can always make more money. There's always ways to to make more money or find ways to make money. But time is, is really like the most... It's a, it's the most precious resource we have, <laughs> you know, and I think COVID that gave people the time and they were like, oh my gosh, like there's all this life happening that I forgot about because I was a robot. That's why I think it lasted so long because like after like six months, cause I had no idea how long it was going to last any more than anybody else did, you know, but like after six months, everybody's like, okay, you know, yeah, let's, okay. You know, even after three months, people were like, okay, wow, that was, woo. Yeah. That was a big one. Right. Uh, let's, let's wrap it up. You know, and then six months later, they're like, okay, now I'm, I think I'm shell-shocked. Like, this right. is insanity. Mm-hmm. It's got to be wrapping up. And, like, every time people were saying that, the feeling I kept getting was, like, no, no, it's, it's going to hold you here because you haven't gotten it yet. See what what we're what we're taught to do the way what we're conditioned to do when we're experiencing something we don't like is to hold on and wait till it's over, not actually change and adapt. We just hold on. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, we'll just hold on. Okay, okay, it's over. Oof. Oh, that was tough. That was horrible. And then guess what happens? You know, same thing happens six months or a year later, and then you hold on. Like I've seen, I've had clients or potential clients do that with me years ago. 
They're like, oh my God, my life's falling apart. Can you help me? It's like, yeah, sure. It's like, okay, well, everything's falling apart right now. Not, not right now. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, this is, this is your opportunity for change. Like now's the time. No, no, I'm just going to wait till things settle down a little bit and then I'll work on myself. I'm like, yeah, but you're missing your opportunity. It's like, no, no, no. So then, so then they wait and then they'd be like, they'd be like, so how did things settle down? Yes. Oh, thank God they settled down. All right. You want to work on a change now? No, no, I'm just going to catch my breath. It was a lot, you know, so I'm just going to rest and catch my breath a little bit and just, you know, oof. yeah, maybe, you know, a little bit down the road, you know, then once I get over this, then I'll really start up. I'm like, okay, you know, and then all of a sudden shit hits the fan again. And then they start, you know, and then all of a sudden it's a problem again. It's like, okay, do you, do you want to work on changing how you're interacting with life that's causing this problem? No, no, just, I'll, I'll call you as soon as things level off and the cycle starts again. It's like, oh my God, you know, so this is how we're taught to just hold on, just hold on until the difficult time gets by, you know, and COVID was like, no, man, we're here. This is here to teach you. Like the universe is going to take advantage of this situation that we're in the middle of a shift and this is a really good way to teach you that the way you're living isn't working. So it just held us and held us and held us yeah. <laughs> for yeah. two years in a holding pattern. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people finally after three months, six months, a year, people start snapping up going, I got to do, I have to, I don't like my job. Like, I don't like my life. I don't like what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis. I never have fun. I need to go start having fun, some people decided. Some people decided I need to quit my job. Some people decided I need to start a business. Some people need to decide uh, a career change. Like, all kinds of change happened because of that. And it's perpetuating us towards this shift. It's helped. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of people just stayed closed because they weren't capable of changing. Yeah, you know, which is fine. That's that's some of them. <laughs> but this is what's happening. It's it's the, everything is pushing us towards this change, and it's going right. to happen whether we like it or not because it's evolution of the human species. You know, the we can't we just simply can't go on the way we've been going on. Yeah, you know, for sure. Well, it's not going to. That's the thing. No, it's not going to. It's going to, you know, one of two, like, I don't know if we're going to make it. You know, I remember Tole saying this like 20 years ago. Tole was like, yeah, it's kind of like a race. You know, it's like we're, we're trying to awaken as a species because we have to. Now, is it going to work? I don't know. Like, you know, it's we have free will. It's up to us. Yeah. You know, so, you know, but like, you know, we, we can either awaken or we're going to perish as a species i mean it's just going to happen period you know the, either the earth is going to get sick of our crap and just shake us off like a wet dog or like you know or nature is going to come in and wipe us all out or some idiot's going to get his finger on a freaking nuke and understand technology enough to make it look like the u.s sent the first one so other people react and we'll just blow ourselves up whatever we ain't gonna last much longer yeah you know and and or people are just going to suffer enough where they're just going to go after the higher ups. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's it, it's insane. It's like 90 percent of the money with like one percent of the people at this point. Yeah. We just had, you know, like we just had like the, I, I believe it's the largest shift of wealth in human history during COVID. Like the largest shift of wealth. The wealthiest people got more wealthy and the rest of us got more poor at a larger rate than has ever happened in human history. Wow. So it like you live people literally have trillion hundreds of trillions of dollars. And it's not enough. This is why I say greed doesn't know the word enough. It doesn't yeah. know stop. So that's what's you know, and, and people like, oh, my God, it's horrible. No, it's beautiful. That's what kills it. Yep. 
Give it enough rope, it'll hang itself. Let it go. Let the greed go. Yeah. It's going to run out of stuff to take. <laughs> and then everybody's going to be sitting here going, and they're going to go, give us more. We're going to go, no, we don't have anything. Like, literally. <laughs> they're going to say, give it to us anyway. Nope. No. <laughs> you know? The answer and is Right. And that's when, that's when the shift takes place, you know? And, yeah. and like I said, we can see it in the compartments in the job industry. We can see it through COVID. We can see it through just the way we interact with life on a lot of different levels. And that's the grassroots movement that's actually happening and expanding and expanding, expanding. So put your attention to that. What does that look like for you? It's going to look different to everybody. It could look like starting your own business, a side hustle, moving, downsizing, what, whatever you want, man. You know, just ask yourself these questions. Start, start contemplating this stuff in your minds that this is actually what's happening. And then ideas that are best for you will just start rushing in. But you got to open up your mind and start understanding like, oh, okay. Yeah. The way society's work is falling apart. I should have had a cup of coffee before this one. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, maybe We're not. We're about maybe there. Not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was at about a three-quarter cup already. Yeah. Vibrational rate. I had my coffee before the first one, so you know. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Me too. I had a little. I had to, a little caffeine enough. before the first one. It's not enough. Uh, it's never I enough. Have an intermission. It, it is never enough. The limit doesn't mean <laughs> not for me. All right, cool. So expand your mind, embrace the shift, do your part. It's changing. You might as well change with it because it's changing for the better. So yippee ki yay. What did you say? Yippee. Yippee ki yay. Yippee ki yay. Got it. Yeah, I think that's a that that's well not originally, but people know it. I think from Bruce Willis in the yeah, Die Hard movie. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, so there's out. a shout out to Bruce. Bruce is not doing well these days. I've I, I saw recently. Oh. So, yeah. So, yeah, but hey, great. he brought a lot of entertainment for a lot of years. So kudos to him. Yeah. All right, peeps. All right, Aubrey, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We will talk with you soon. I'm going to end this puppy. Good night. Looking for more? Check out over 200 episodes of Life Lessons and Laughter or click the link in the description of this episode to connect with Glenn directly.